Hello and welcome to another episode of Snake Way, a Dragon Ball Watch podcast where me, Faden Cross, and my co-host, Cherry, are going through all of Dragon Ball, uh, a, a show that we have a, quite a familiarity with, but like it's one of those things where we haven't like sat down and actually experienced all of Dragon Ball, and we're mostly just like, we mostly know Dragon Ball Z, so we're just kind of, we're going off that. We're going through Dragon Ball. We are finishing out the General Blue Saga today. And we're starting the Commander Red Saga. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And our first episode today is episode 56, Strange Visitor. And um, as always, this is a summary from the Dragon Ball fan wiki. So if you hear any like weird... Uh, Typos, it sounds like. It's not on me. You can't blame me. Yep. I'm innocent. Welcome to Penguin Village. Population? Strange. This extraordinary place is home to Sour Man, the plum-powered superhero. And Aureli, a girl so fast she leaves the wind behind. These bizarre characters and many more await Goku as he searches the countryside for the dastardly General Blue... And the three missing Dragon Balls. So we're back to Penguin Village. Well, we're in Penguin Village. Yeah, I mean, like, back as in, like, we're back from the last episode of leaving off on Penguin Village, and now we're back. Yeah. It's still weird. It's still weird. The sun gives off the most fucked vibes. Mm -hmm. It also changes the way the episodes work. Yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. How so? We get all these like cartoony skits like that oh. don't even involve any of the characters, just all the time. That's true. Yeah, this episode has a lot of uh, side hijinks from the cartoon characters, or just like little jokes that they're just doing, like when they're when they're all in the cop car. <laughs> <laughs> true. Um, so we kind of just start off with Goku meeting Aureli, mm-hmm. which I guess that's how her name is pronounced. Aureli. Aureli. Oh, it's so weird. It looks so weird. Uh, I don't know why. When Goku calls the Nimbus, like, hey, Nimbus, hurry up and come back to me. He sounded so rude. He sounded rude. I don't know. I don't appreciate Goku being rude to the Nimbus. I didn't catch that, but that's okay. <laughs> Blue is shocked that Goku survived the uh, death-defying fall. Mm-hmm. Which is then immediately extremely funny when he does a death-defying fall it's right after. But nonchalant as fuck. Nonchalant. Like, General Blue over here, oh, Goku couldn't survive that. That's impossible. What is he made of? Then jumps. Because he still somehow had to keep his ego alive. He has to believe he's stronger than Goku, even though he knows he's not. Yeah. Yeah, if, if Blue uh, acknowledged that Goku is stronger than him, that would just, like... He wouldn't be able to complete his mission. It'd rupture blue. <laughs> and then you see when it does. Yeah, true. Um, Aureli is extremely fast, as the episode description says. She like catches up to Goku, even though he's flying on the Nimbus. He was really surprised by how fast he was. Very was. surprised. I was surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, Aureli is pure of heart. Yep. Along with her two fairy, fairy gremlins. Yep. Pure of heart. 
pure heart. So they get to ride the cloud. We get some fun adventure, not fun adventures, but fun shots of them enjoying cloud time. Goku forgetting what he was doing, but mm. having fun on the cloud. Goku completely usual. forgetting the Dragon Ball and instead just is like, hey, I'm going to show this girl a fun time. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Goku hasn't done a pat down. And I really appreciate him learning. Yeah. And he's even gotten questionable signals from people. And he still doesn't do a pat down. Still doesn't do it. Um, Blue stops a car. Well, first Blue gets accosted by kids. Like, these weird, strange, like, ki- they wow. look like yokai. They are yokai. Yeah. The yokai kids. But also, he comes and bothers them. And then they go, meh. <laughs> true, 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 true. He stops a car. This man jumps out and is just, like, yelling at him. This very blue man. Blue meets a blue guy. Yep. Blue suit, blue bow tie, blue everything. Blue everything. Short guy. Short guy. (laughs) Blue's like... Okay. So this short guy would come to learn. He goes into this phone booth. Mm Mm-hmm. Changes into a superhero, a la Superman style. Mm Mm-hmm. And he is Sour Man. He is Sour Man. Why is he Sour Man? Plums are kind of sour when they're not dry, I think. You know, they're a little, a little sour, a little, little fruit. All I know is he says he's regular. He's strong and very regular. <laughs> he's not strong, though. He is strong. You see him break that fucking brick, bro? He broke a brick. Yeah. But that's not strong in this universe. Nope. Yeah, he like... We're back to the Murasaki, like, demonstrating strength via... Um, competition. Via, like, strength competition, as if you're in a karate class. So he breaks the brick, and, and then General Boo's like, okay, I'll play along, and goes over to the phone booth and just bear hugs it and crushes it. Yeah. <laughs> Blue just crushes that phone book. And he's Blue. like, oh... Okay, and he's very compliant afterwards. Yeah, he's very. He, he Sour Man immediately turns into I want to be your sidekick, man. Yeah, and Blues, he just he has enough lackeys. But I could use this car. Some the, the transportation without legs. <laughs> yeah, the only one who has a plane. <laughs> so this begins Blues uh, Grand Theft Autoing through Penguin Village. Yep. <laughs> he steals this car, drives away, and the way Sour Man reacts is like, "Ha! I tricked him. He's gonna run into. He's gonna run into someone really soon." And then we get just this like random vignette of this girl driving and getting pulled over by the cops. She's driving her motorcycle, not too fast, not too fast, but this cop pulls her over anyways. And it seems like he pulls her over often from their conversation of her saying, "Hey." You know, you keep doing this to me. Do you got anything better to do? Mm-hmm. Um, great punchline of like, <laughs> this guy. the guy states, the cop states, I have to write you this ticket. The woman is, <laughs> fine, but I'm going to tell mom about like who like ruined her garden or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good punchline of, oh, it's brother and sisters. This brother is pulling over his sister. <laughs> Just being really petty. Yep. <laughs> so good. Oh, I realized something. So, Goku meets up. Uh, Goku meets up with them. The the cop and and the sister. Yeah, because 
Aureli. 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 Um, realizes she sees her friends down there. She says, oh, let's go talk to my friends and show yeah. them our cool-ass cloud. Cool-ass cloud. Maybe they've seen the guy. Yeah, uh, they're not pure of heart. Nope. It's really funny when the cops just, ah, oh, I'm an officer of the law. Of course I'm pure of heart. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. Realizing that Goku describes that you also have to have a clean mind. Yeah, clean mind and a pure heart. This Nimbus is just like something straight out from the Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah, I mean, well, it already was. Yeah, I know, but it just is really funny to me how this is like, you can't like boys, you can't like makeup, you have to be pure of heart. Well, that's not true. You can like boys, I guess. You need to have innocence, though. You need to have innocence. It feels, does it feel like it's actually like an age thing more than anything? Well, that's a lot because you can't, you can't be an adult and be pure of heart. It just doesn't work. No, launches. Good launches. Good launch. Because she has a fucking... She keeps all her evil on one side. <laughs> she really is the Jekyll and Hyde. Um, Which makes me wonder, are they actually real? Does Nimbus consider them two different people? I mean, it, clearly, right? Clearly. Well, we don't know. We don't, we don't know if we've seen evil launch try and fly on. I don't think she can. Well, obviously she can. Well, I mean, she can. <laughs> I mean, her first impulse whenever she wakes up is to shoot and steal. Like, I don't think, I don't think Evil Launch is flying on that Nimbus anytime soon. So, as soon as Goku mentions the Red Ribbon Army, the cop flees. Yeah, because he's like, "Oh, you're a cop, so you help with bad people." And he's like, "Yeah, son, that's our job." <laughs> Red Ribbon Army. Oh, 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 I gotta go. And then drive off high speed. And does the cop thing and gets his buddies. Gets his buddies. Blue runs into them because his car... Well, first Blue runs into... Okay. Fuck, that's right. Okay. Blue Lord dropped. Blue Lord dropped. His car breaks down. Yep. He runs into Astro Boy. A little boy who comes to help him. Little boy comes to help him who's a genius-like fixer and looks like Astro Boy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, at first I thought it was something really fucking gross... That yep. was happening with Blue. It very much seems like he is a pedophile at creeper. first. Uh, like a creeper. And then it goes for the hard turn. This is just like my brother Sammy. Mm-hmm. This brother is Sammy. Sammy. Sammy loved to fix things. Yeah. And he's a totally infatuated immediately. And just like, I finally found him. I finally found oh, my, my long lost brother. brother. Sammy. Uh, it's not Sammy. Kid runs off. And Blue like... I have to remember, I'll never see Sammy again. Just get it together. Sammy's gone. Sammy's forever. gone. It's like, oh shit. Dang, Blue. Lost his little brother. Where's this Blue and Sammy thing? Like, he never reacted. I. <laughs> it's truly baffling. Truly, truly baffling. It also looks like he's about to kiss him, too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I it just it just leaves so many questions in a way I, I, I don't actually want answered at all. I don't we don't know. Need... I think it leaves them all answered. Sammy he <laughs> lost his brother Sammy forever. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh the cops show up and they're ready to just shoot the shit out of blue. They're just waiting for a reason. They ask for license and registration. <laughs> yeah, they ask for license and registration every time they pull someone over. They're very procedural. Blue 
tells them, oh, I must have forgot it. So then you got to come with me. Yeah. And yeah, gotta, I mean, things the cuffs, cuffs him, both arms. And he's like, cuffs mean nothing to me. <laughs> Breaks out of the cuffs. And then they all whip out their guns like, fuck. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, would whip out my gun if I saw that too. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know it's the Red Ribbon Army and they just broke out of the cuffs in front of you. Of course you're going to start shooting. He kicks their ass. Obviously. And steals their car. It's like, I know my wanted level is star three, but I'm taking this cop car anyways. And drives off. Take, runs off. Goku rendezvous with the cops like because they were like, hey, what's going on here? Uh, like, Aureli uh, is pointing, hey, there, there's a... I want to say Taru. Yeah, I think it's Taru. Yeah, Taru is the cop, is the brother. Yeah, I also I also knew we knew that that she knew who the cop was because he called him like, "Hey, come on, Taru again." Yeah. So we knew it wasn't just some like random guy. No, someone in this community. And it's also you know we saw him in like in the intro, the Penguin Village with the uh, bar scene. Yeah, if you recognize him in uniform. Right. Um, Goku chases after Blue, or where he thinks Blue is. However, Blue is doing the "I'm hiding behind a bush or rock" trick. And so you can't see me, and I'm just going to drive away. Mm-hmm. 10,000 IQ move. Looks like he's about to hit Aureli. Aureli actually hits him. Yep. Accidentally runs into him, bumps him. Blows the car away. It Hundreds of meters. Flies and crashes. Basically explodes. But Blue's fine. Just, you know, completely hurt and dazed. Concussed, for sure. Concussed. Yes. Talking about his mom. That sort of shit. You know, the the classic cartoon, like, I'm so damaged, I'm going to ask for my mommy. Mm-hmm. Aureli goes up to Blue. It's like, oh my god, are you okay? Uh, sorry about your stuff. And are you hungry? Are you hungry? I don't want... There's a dumb poop joke. But the weird thing is, is her little fairy gremlins just start eating bits of the car? Yep. They're just eating metal. <laughs> They're just eating metal. They like to eat metal. It's their thing. <laughs> gets stranger. This place gets stranger by the minute. Blue just runs, is freaked out. Just like, fuck, there's... Cartoon runs, even. Cartoon runs. Blue is... It, like, there's like a point where it's like it seems like this ca- these characters are being infected by this cartoon world. Where the main character is even suffering from cartoon logic here and there. Yeah. We're in cartoon town. We're in Cartoon Town. For some reason, Goku tries to use the radar. He's like, oh, right. I have a radar. This is the easiest way to track Blue. Radar is broke again because, of course. Mm-hmm. Because we got to go meet these cool dudes. Yep. Um, so Aureli's like, hey, my dad can fix anything. And so let's go, let's go to my dad. If it's broken, then a doctor can fix it. Yeah, if it's broken, a doctor can fix it is what she actually says, which is... Sure, he's not a doctor, but sure. He also can't fix it, but that that's besides the point. We'll, we'll get into that later. They arrive, and the mechanic husband, um, Simbei, he just asked his wife, Hey, is this like a distant relative of yours? Like, noting Goku. The wife says, Well, I have a cousin with a tail, but that doesn't look like her. <laughs> I'm just like, Wait, <laughs> what? Oh, um, 
funny little thing where I guess Goku thinks that Rayleigh is pointing at her mother when she says, that's him. And <laughs> yeah. So he goes up to her and like, it's nice to meet you, uh, Mr. Doctor or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, no, over there. He's like, oh. And he looks at the husband. He's like, is that your wife? Is that your wife? Goku is broken down to the point where he's like, oh, I'll just listen to what people tell me their gender is now. I don't need to check. I'll just... What they say is what they say. I, I'm glad this Terran for Goku. Or what someone tells me. What someone tells me. Yeah, when someone tells me... <laughs> Christ. Always should have been the case. But, you know, Goku's learning. And uh, the mechanic is just trying to fix this radar. Or, no, neither, not trying to fix the radar yet. But he, he's looking at the radar and it's just shocked. It's so advanced. <laughs> yeah, he also has, like, a Brooklyn accent. The accents are all over the place today, as per usual. As per usual, but, like, the guy kind of has, like, a tough guy Brooklyn accent. The Very much a caricature of, I'm walking here. And this is me speaking out of my ass of trying to remember dialects. There's so many dialects in New York. I mean, I'm, come on. Wait, you expect me to remember them all just because you're the biggest city in the world? Fuck off. Not the biggest, obviously, but one of. And, yeah, this thing is so advanced that when Goku mentions that a teenage girl named Bulma made it, his masculinity and ego is devastated. Devastated. And then, yeah, we get kind of like a last shot of Blue looking confident and menacing. (laughs) Kind of like a hard transition. Yeah. And then that will bring us to episode 57. Arelli versus Blue. Arelli versus Blue. Unable to find his way home, Goku turns to a kind but inept mechanic named um, Senbei. 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 Senbei Noramaki for help with his broken dragon radar. Little does he know that Noramaki's family has received another visitor, General Blue. Blue has a plane to catch, but not before he settles an old score of our hero. So, early on, Senbei is asked, like, hey, can you fix this? And because we're in cartoon world, Senbei's face turns into, like, he kind of is, like, a very cartoonish, like, old man, like, mechanic sort of guy. Not, like, old, old, but he's, like, a dad. He's just, like, a cartoonish, round dad. Nice little baseball cap backwards. Very inept, bumbling. And then his complete character changes into, like, one of, like, almost, not, I don't want to say JoJo. It's not JoJo. It's just, like. He changes into a serious sort of man person that you see in the show. Very serious face. Very serious face. Like he has like even in the show. This is like a different anime altogether. Yeah, it kind of is a different anime style. Just to accentuate like, oh, he's doing the thing where he's very serious now. He can fix anything. Anything. Which it rules. It's it's a good. Blows Goku's mind. (laughs) Blows Goku's mind. How is he able to do that? Goku's still not realizing he's in cartoon town, but he doesn't know what cartoons are. Okay, this is where it really starts. Where the skits start. Hard cut to aliens picking up trash. These round, like, Dr. Mario virus-looking aliens. They're not picking up trash. They're picking up treasure on the road. That's right. They're in Pikmin, and so they think all of our trash is treasure. (laughs) Because who's foolish enough to leave trash on the road? Why would you put trash on the ground? Silly. 
But well, of course you might leave treasure behind by accident. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's one alien I truly do not know what he's saying. He's like speaking in like alien accent, like moon person accent. But it's so garbled and wild that I truly could not make out what his friend was saying. I got like about 50% of the words. It's like Boomhauer level of like fucking like understanding. <laughs> it's there. You just got to really carve that weirdly thick like Scandinavian Dutch accent. Yeah, that's right. It's like a Dutch accent. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so the dad's having a rough time fixing this dragon radar because it's so advanced. He's never seen anything like it. And behind his back, they have a baby. Him and his wife have a baby named Turbo. And he's been floating behind him the whole time. Floating. Mm-hmm. Like some like a fairy. Like one of the fairies. But doesn't look like a fairy. Just looks like a baby in like a baby bib. Like normal baby like clothing. Just onesie. Yep. And he points his fingers. He says, oh, oh dad's in trouble. Yeah, dad's in trouble. Let me help out. And he magics the radar fixed. Yep. And dad's like. I'm fucking great. No, no. The, the baby goes, oh my gosh, dad, you fixed it. Great job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. The baby hypes up his dad. His dad's like, I'm so good. Hey, honey, look what I fixed. There's a reason this guy has such a huge yet extremely fragile ego. Because it's basically built upon his son doing all the work for him and then giving them the credit. <laughs> and he just doesn't understand why it keeps working. <laughs> um, Blue, meanwhile, is like, I would love to stay and get some revenge, but I'm going to steal this plane. <laughs> well, he see, he's like, oh, I need to steal this plane. And then he peeks around the corner some more and says, oh, shit, that's Goku. Yeah. It was then pointed out to us that Blue is basically a muscle sub. Yep. And that's so Cause true. Because someone asked what he wants the Dragon Balls for. It's like, yep. oh, for his boss. Yeah, for his boss. <laughs> and that's true. He he comes back always. He, he'll do whatever. He follows orders. He's a loyal dog. He's a loyal dog. So Goku starts tracking Blue through the house, and we have like fun like hijinks of Blue just like scurrying around different rooms, going like, "Oh fuck, I got, I got, I got, I got to hide, I got to hide." Eventually, culminating to Goku going into the kitchen, <laughs> and we get this great scene of Goku's like, "Well, maybe he's in this giant box," pointing to the fridge. Opens the fridge and General Blue is has stuffed himself and filled the box and filled the box so he looks like a block even though he's not that big because we see him get after he opens the door again he shrinks back down and pops out of the fridge yeah <laughs> yeah and then we we'll cut away to Goku now backing up out of the house <laughs> and he's got Aureli Aureli. Uh, by the, the scruff of her neck or whatever, and has got a knife to her face. Yeah, it's like a move. Point, pointing a knife to her face. Everyone but Goku is, like, nonchalant, fine, calm, not bothered. But they're not not bothered. They're, like, so they're kind of, like, freaked out because General Blue does not play by the cartoon rules. Yeah. So they're like, what the fuck? What? This guy is... This guy's not being normal. Yeah. And then... Like, we don't understand what's happening, literally. And they are also not worried. Right. It's a weird combo of, like, confused, but, like, not worried and about... They are worried. They're worried for him. Right. Goku's very worried. Yes. Because <laughs> he doesn't know. Right. And General Blue is very cocky. He has the upper hand. Finally. 
And so he goes to fight, and he gets him with the Mangeku Shoranagan. Well, no. He puts him in oh, the no, Thousand no. Years of Paralysis. He does do that, but after, Aureli licks the knife. Yes, Aureli looks like, mmm, that's a sparkly-looking blade. And that freaks General Blue out to make her let go. And, like, she goes yeah. back over to her people. Yeah, then yeah, then they start to fight, and Goku gets the paralysis. Yeah, it is the Mangeku Sharingan. It just is doing the General Blue. <laughs> Yeah, it's really funny. Uh, so he goes and like, okay, I'm going to steal this plane now. He's like, yeah, you can steal the plane, but I haven't finished instruments yet. <laughs> um, Steals then, the radar from Goku. But then he was going to let him leave with the plane until he comes back to beat up on Goku some while he's so par- par- paralyzed. Yeah. Then chops a fucking tree in twain. Diagonally. Yeah. in twain with his fucking fingertips so he could use it as a giant... Spike spear? weapon, <laughs> spear against Goku. I mean, if you have fucking finger weapons like that, you could. You think you could just do that? But whatever, badass what fucking tree smash, whatever. Yeah, uh, that's where um, Simbei had enough. Had enough. Tells his daughter, "Hey, I don't know if if Aureli is her daughter. It's his daughter, but yeah. functionally, yeah, because they she treats him as dad. You say so." <laughs> I, I, if, if that were the case, he's like, well, you can come see my dad, the doctor, and not say the doctor, but that's, true. and she comes from a different house. I don't understand this world at all. It, it's cartoon logic. Anyway, um, you're right. I, she does come from a different house. This is just the doctor. Um, she says, Hey, go play tag with that guy. Show yeah. him how you play tag. Show him how you play. And she's like, fuck yeah, I'm going to play tag and kicks him. Sprints over, running, two-handed drop kick, drop kick, two-handed drop kick, drop, two-footed drop kick. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, two-handed. Kicks him way out of the distance, but she's not done. She's not she, done. She hops over the fence and sprints after him, and repeatedly headbutts him on his way. After he's on his way down, does like a fucking crazy like broccoli move and just jumps up and fucking headbutts him three or four times until he knocks him. Uh, to infinity and beyond. And it's not even... She's not even, like, cocking her head back and launching it forward to, like... She's doing do the damn, Goku move. She's doing the Goku move where she just jumps straight up and head is used as, like, a torpedo. hmm It rules. Uh, does that a few times. Launches blue. Does the... Uh, goes di- blasting off again. Goes blasting off again. It really is funny just watching Dragon Ball and going, Oh, this is what all the animes have copied. Okay. I mean, I'm sure the blasting off sort of thing always been there, but like it's classic cartoon thing, but it really feels like all of it is in Dragon Ball and everyone just kind of like took the different parts they wanted to take, scraped it away. You just, I just, it's just so, it's good finally watching the thing. Blue could have left. Blue could have left. And just doesn't. He just gets his ass kicked. He had chance to leave with three Dragon Balls and the radar. We get another cut to the aliens. And the cops are after him. They got to get in their ship and get the oh, fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah, before before we talk about the aliens, because, yeah, the cops aren't after them explicitly. So we got a scene earlier in between everything of the cops getting ready for the Red Ribbon Army. All of them arming up, getting body armor on, loading themselves with guns. We get an outrageous scene that's actually really funny of gun hijinks, where one guy just starts firing. Well, no. First of all, our guy has, like, PTSD after getting his ass 
wrecked by General yeah. Blue. Yeah. And just starts aiming his gun around and at people, like, and freaking out like the enemy is here. Yeah. And then... And then this the, one the woman, woman just starts firing. Just starts firing her machine gun everywhere and shooting just... the captain and everything. And yep. it, it just evolves. There's we one point strategy for when we got guns. Yeah, who needs strategy when we have bullets? <laughs> She's great. I want this woman. We have no nothing for her besides her psycho passion. cop. Yeah, psycho cop. <laughs> These cops are great. They're psychotic. She is super psycho, but yeah, she's the red ribbon army. It's just sicko mode for these cops. But yeah, they're getting apparently, and we're learning like the way they describe it. They're the most fearsome army in the world. Everyone knows this reputation except for us, the viewers, and I guess Goku, obviously. Yeah, and some randos. Yeah, some randos don't know the outside world. Right, but like that's why Bulma and Oolong are like fuck that. No, Krillin. Oolong, too. He reacts to the Red Ribbon Army. Well, because oh, yeah. I can remember his voice actor going, The Red Ribbon Army! <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, going back to the aliens. The aliens are ready to leave. They collected all their trash. Well, they're, like, sorting out their trash on, a, like, a blanket. And they hear the cops coming. They're like, well, oh, fuck. They're here for it. They're on to us. They're on to us. They get in their UFO, start leaving. The cops are pointing at the UFO. That's them. <laughs> they see it taking off, like, what the fuck is that? And then... The aliens shoot a death beam. A laser electric beam to blow up the car and <laughs> to exactly electrocute the people. I thought it I thought it knocked them out or something, but the people get up and they... No, they're, co- they're tough cops. They start shooting they at the thing. They did rain fire upon <laughs> yeah. this fucking thing and then rocket launcher it. They got all the firepower for a reason. <laughs> yeah. And they know where to aim it. Yeah, they rocket launcher the UFO and it lands into the water. Oh, no. No, that's why there's a yeah. great line. Is the guy that shoots the rocket launcher, like, right before he fires, is like, I hope you guys can swim. I don't know if you guys learned how to swim. Yeah. <laughs> it re- it's like really he purposely good. shot him into the water. Yeah, so the UFO looks like a uh, like an Apollo capsule, but it has the words UFO on it. It looks like a upside-down trash bin. Oh, that also true. Or a thimble. Yes, but it's, like, more specifically is modeled after, like, the, like, shuttles, like the Apollo shuttles. I don't know. It really looks like a piece of garbage. It does look like a piece a, of garbage, though. A garbage bin where you carry, where they like to collect garbage in. <laughs> it truly is. They're from, like, whatever the fuck Olimar's from, and they're just collecting junk. Yep. Living their best life. Living their best, well, they get shot down into the water, and then one drowns. <laughs> Did that happen? Yeah, one just, like, sinks underwater, and the other freaks out. I don't remember that. Yeah, it's kind of like the stinger on the skit. It has nothing to do with the main plot, but it's just there, and it's actually pretty good. I, this is a weird talent, so you just got to roll with it. Um, yeah, so after after uh, Ariel just launches um, Blue, uh, <laughs> Goku's like, damn, I wish I had the radar still. I got my Dragon Balls back, but now how am I ever going to... How am I ever going to... F- Find him to get the radar back. Turbo out here. I got I, I got I got this handled. Dad, can I use parts from the plane? Some parts. It's like, oh sure. Sure. The kid strips like a quarter of the plane. Not a quarter. It's a lot. It takes some paneling and some, maybe some instruments from the inside. And magics it into a radar because it's all levitation. This kid is a techno technomancer. 
Yes, master technomancer. Master level technomancer. Sorry, I say kid. This baby. Baby. This literal baby. Baby. Talking baby. Fucking turbo. Oh, afterwards, he's like, man, you should join the fucking martial arts tournament. You're really strong. Yeah, he says that to Ariel. He's like, well, I'm nothing compared to these two guys. And then they just like, he's like, fucking laser beam the tree. And they, yeah, that the he was going to do it, just fucking incinerate it in a second. And he's just like, oh, shit. I didn't realize there are so many people who are so strong. Yeah, go- I need to start training some more. I'm a Goku. I don't think you can train to be, like, a fairy. Like, well, these are two little fairy people. I, I mean... But also, he can fuck up... Some, he gets his death lasers. He can also fuck up that tree more right now. Yeah, he can come in, man. So... He can't eat metal, so he can't eat metal like they can. It's so weird. Oh, we get... grew... there's a great scene where he gets a platter of cookies from the mom. Yep, and then she also dishes out a bowl full of nuts and bolts and a bottle full of something. A bottle of oil? Question mark. A bottle of orange substance for um, a rally. A rally. Oh, we're we're gonna have so many different pronunciations because it's such a weird name. Uh, and uh, yeah, General Blue was blasted to Egypt. He's just uh, surrounded by pyramids in the desert. Yeah, he was literally exiled by that fucking move. And I think he's going to stay exiled for a while. But he does have the Dragon Ball radar. He does have the Dragon Ball radar. And, uh, yeah, that's the end of the General Blue saga. We're out of it. Which brings us... Well, I mean, the name of the saga is the General Blue saga, but... He's not done for, though. We're not done with Blue. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. And now we're into the Commander Red Saga. Episode 58, The Land of Corin. The Red Ribbon Army tracks one of the Dragon Balls onto a volcano island. That ain't true. Um, they aren't the only ones in this jungle paradise, though. A native, Bora, is there to protect this sacred habitat. And Goku is on his way, too. Will the Tranquil Isle ever be the same after Captain Yellow and the army unleash their destruction and terror? Is it an island? I don't think so. I really don't think so. Pretty I should connect it by mainland. Right. I mean, like, are you calling a continent an island at that point? Is that what level we're at? They forgot. They forgot. That's okay. I, you know, whatever. Good to name. No, his name is Bora. They don't say it at all in this episode. Oh. He's a badass. Fucking badass. So the start of the saga is with Goku on the Nimbus, ready for adventure. The production value seems a tad bit higher because the background shot of the mountain and stuff is really painted and pretty nice looking. At least that's what I think because like this would be like some time after just like a little break and then they start the next thing usually. Mm-hmm. So instantly though, after Goku, <laughs> after the Goku stuff, we back get to the best character back to fucking an all timer general blue on a camel with. A pink parasol. A tiny pink parasol. A tiny pink parasol. Princess Peach out here. It's so good. Trying to keep the sun off his hair. Yeah, because... He doesn't it's, have any conditioner. He doesn't have any conditioner. It's so hot and dry, and God, he's going to have split ends. He's worried about those split ends. Hey, someone's going to pay. Someone's going to make Goku pay for every split end. Then we get a scene of Red playing pool. Commander Red just... Playing pool and... Whooping ass. Whooping ass against himself. <laughs> and... Solitaire. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he, he's just practicing his trick shots. And he has some trick shots. Getting four in at once. Uh, Officer Black tells him, Hey, Commander Yellow. Really sucks, huh? <laughs> Commander Blue? No, Commander Yellow. Captain Yellow. 
Captain Yellow. Oh my god. Yeah, sorry. Captain Yellow. Captain Yellow faced another setback. Boohoo. Can't find his Dragon Ball. Can't find his Dragon Ball. Oh, and so ooh. and so we get a cut to Captain Yellow and his crew digging in a volcano. Yep, excavating all over the volcano. The most poorly advised decision anyone could do. <laughs> they see the Dragon Ball just kind of like on a ridge they right next it. to the lava. Yep. So they go, get the heli. Get idiot. the heli. We should describe Commander or Captain Yellow. I, I'm going to keep doing it. We should describe Captain Yellow first because I think it's important. He's a tiger. He's a hot tiger. He's he's grumpy. He's a grumpy Londoner. And he has like kind of like a uh, he kind he has a British Royal Air Force outfit. That's what it is. He looks exactly like a British Royal yeah, Air Force pilot. A, he does definitely have a bomber jacket on. Yeah, he has a bomber jacket. He has the like leather cap with the goggles. He also has the red like um like kerchief around his neck. He's also like a buff burly tiger. And I'm like, damn. Furries must be having a time with this show. Holy shit. Furries were created. <laughs> Furries lived and were born from this show. <laughs> My god. <laughs> um We get a cut to a big ass tower and Bora telling like talking about the sacred tower and shit a little bit and like fishing with his son. Being a badass. So the manly energy from Getting from blue <laughs> to Captain Yellow and then to Bora is off the charts. Yep. Bora is buff and huge. My God, he is a muscle daddy. He looks like a Joe star. Yeah, he looks like he looks like he's from JoJo. Yeah. Um, Native American. Clearly. <laughs> Very clear. <laughs> it's also it also fully clicked with me as like, oh yes, I need to remember that like John Wayne movies are a big influence on this show because Goku is essentially John Wayne going to a different town, solving a different problem, but he's just a kid and he's nicer and not like, you know, a wild murderous cowboy. <laughs> and this will just uh, solidify it because he finally meets the, uh, like the native American trope. That's, you know, all sacred nature and stuff, but he also rules at the same time too. It's one of those things where it's like, it's just leaning heavily on, like, those sort of movies, and so they have all those, like, typical tropes, and he's not really from any culture. He, If anything, he's from no culture besides this tower is important. And he's just a guardian of that tower. He's guarding this tower. It's only him and his son on this island. Not an island. Slash jungle. Also not a jungle. They call it a jungle. Yellow calls it a jungle. Sparsely wooden. It's a woodland area. <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel like I'm being gaslit by this you show know, you're sometimes. A tiger. You should know what a jungle looks like. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> um, he up, uh, Bora uh, uppercuts a fish. The, yeah, like, he catches a sweet fish. He catches a sweet fish. A giant fish eats that fish and tries to eat his son. He comes for the son as a second bite. He's like, hell no. Hell no. Mega uppercut. And a mega psychic. <laughs> we got dinner tonight. Got dinner tonight. Um, It's actually not a thing about it. It's like a reshoot of the first Goku shot where he catches the small fish and then beats the shit out of the big fish. Yeah, it kind of is. A, a very interesting parallel to also start a new saga again, too. Um, He mentions that the tower's guardian lives at the top of the tower. And this tower is huge. You don't see the top. Mm-hmm. It just goes on and on and on. Do you recognize this tower? I do recognize this tower. Okay. This is 
and also Bora specifically. I'm like, I remember this. I don't recognize Bora, but I definitely know the tower. The tower. I don't know anything about the tower. I just remember that there is this Native American guy that guards this tower for some reason. Okay. That's it. <laughs> Which is really funny. I'm like, yeah. I don't. Why did that? St- I, Bora's just hot, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Big muscle guy. I just want to be picked up by him. He picks up a. Okay, he at one point picks up a Dragon Ball and he's like picking it up with two fingers. It's so tiny in yeah, his hand. He's like Shaquille O'Neal size. Yes, he's Shaq size. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. Um, oh, and this also reminds me back to I. I have to go back to the John Wayne thing because I have a personal story about John Wayne and Goku specifically. Okay, and it's just really funny that this parallel hit. Uh, for stage combat, I did a s- scene where it's like Goku versus John Wayne. Okay, how did it go? Oh, um, Goku won. Okay, of course. Was it adult Goku? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Of course, Goku won. And uh, yeah, that's just really weird. That's just really weird that it kind of lined up, and I had no wherewithal of that being a thing. I mean, we also did Trunks versus Young Count Dooku. Too. This one guy I was partners with stage combat was super into Dragon Ball. So you guys were doing stage combat with like swords. Yeah. And well, the the Goku and John Wayne one was punching. Yeah, it was like we had to create a scene, and I I, I was always I was like, well, let's just throw two random things at each other. It's like the concept of like uh, those one uh, things like who would win in a duel, and it's like Goku every time. <laughs> But you get to be an actor. That's kind of fun. Yeah, it is fun. Stage combat's fun. I did that when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, I did that as an adult for a theater degree. Um, anyway, <laughs> we have the uh, people that, like try to get the Dragon Ball. Like some man in like a lava suit gets lowered from a helicopter. Everyone's watching and waiting in anticipation, and the volcano blows, murdering those men. <laughs> yeah, he's about to grab the Dragon Ball. He actually he does grab it. He says, pull me up. I got it. And right when he says that, the fucking volcano erupts. And he gets a whole huge wave of lava just thrown all over him. Yeah, and the helicopter pilot also gets slammed and is, like, tilted. And it gets completely engulfed in lava. In the lava. Yeah. Everyone else evacuates. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. So, Yellow doesn't have a helicopter, though. He's a captain of a... Air Force squadron. Right. He's captain of an Air Force squadron, so he kind of has, like, a prop plane, but the propeller is not in the front. The propeller is on, like, this back tail that, like, curves upwards. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's a sweet. It's like a g- cool glider plane thingy. It, yeah. It, it rules, though. Um, The Dragon Ball gets launched. We get a scene of uh, Bora protecting his son from the lava rocks by, like, <laughs> but sacrificing the back of his back sacrificing the back of his back but he's also fine it literally doesn't hurt him it literally doesn't hurt him doesn't no hurt him harm done zero harm done it's not even he's not even like no harm done and then we get a shot of his burnt back no he's fine he's fine he's just a badass he doesn't give a fuck about magma rocks red ribbon army comes to him because hey he has the dragon ball now because his son picked it up tried to Try to. Too hot. Too hot. Youch. Youch. Not too hot for Bora, though. Well, cool. We saw it cool down. Because it went from orange glow to white glow. Oh, that's true. Um, Red Ribbon Army shows up. Captain Yellow, give me the Dragon Ball, or I'm just going to shoot. And he's like, you can't be here. This you can't be here. not for people like you. Also, you're ruining the land, idiot. Idiot. <laughs> and then they fire. 
and he just tanks all the bullets. And he flexes them. He flexes and just says, guns are nothing to me. <laughs> and then he says, give me my spear, son. And his son throws him a great throw right yeah. to him. Great throw right to him. Um, one of the Red Ribbon Army guys tries to sneak around. With a grenade. With a grenade. And the son spots is like, Dad, watch out behind you. The guy like pulls the pin and is like, ah, I'm about to throw. And Bora impales him. Impales him with the with a spear throw through the tree. Behind through the him. tree, we don't see the body get impaled, but we see the spear go through the tree, and you know, and then him dropping the grenade and the grenade blowing up, blowing everything away. Yep. So and then he kicks the ass of every single Red Ribbon Army member, and Captain Yellow gets the fuck out of there. Yep. It rules. <laughs> and then he goes to report to Commander Red. And he's like, you fucking idiot, get it done. Get it done. You have an hour or I'm sending Tao. And if Tao goes, he'll kill you too. And so we're getting we're getting hints of the new Ooh, villain. Who's this Tao guy? guy. Spooky guy. Starting to get to people that I recognize as fighters from the video games. I don't recognize Tao. Tao and I, actually I think Aureli too. Huh. That's funny. Um, That's really funny. So, while uh, Bora's disposing of the bodies, his son is... And helicopters. And helicopters, yeah. Throwing (laughs) helicopters off the cliff. His son gets kidnapped by Yellow. Yellow does, like, a drive-by pickup with the plane. Silently turns off off the the propeller and glides in like a fucking owl. Yeah. Yeet. (laughs) Yeah. It's really funny. And then just starts circling around looking for him. And then yells, throw me the dragon ball. <laughs> throw me the dragon ball. Come down. No, I'm not coming down. I'm not You're coming down. <laughs> You're going to be my ass. Yellow is funny. Um, Goku arrives, though. Well, so funny. So Goku arrives. But before Goku arrives, we can cut back to Commander Red. He's like, oh, he's got the sun. Looks like things are going well. And then he's like, uh-oh, Goku's heading straight forward. You just see on the radar just like the three balls zooming towards the one. It's like, just in time to fuck everything up. <laughs> yeah, Red's pissed. And then he immediately shows up and fucks everything up. Yep, saves saves the sun, punches Yellow so hard. It flies away and blows up. We don't see Yellow survive. <laughs> it's, it's not the, called the Captain Yellow Saga, so nope, it's not called <laughs> the Captain Yellow Saga. Oh, uh, and so yeah, the, it's time to uh, send in Tao. Um, Goku gets like sees the Dragon Ball. Is like, oh my god, this is it! I have it. It's the four star Dragon Ball. This is my grandpa's ball. Finally, and he's dancing around all happy with it. He's like, I don't understand how people like it so much, and he doesn't answer him. Yeah, I mean, we don't see yeah. because we get a cut to blue arriving at the uh, Red Ribbon Army base, and the soldiers, not knowing who he is... One of the soldiers, specifically not knowing who he is. Yeah. Blue punches him. He, shows, well, he pulls out his gun. It's like, hey, you're testing me. I'm going to unload on you. Yeah. And he's like, you're huh. a fucking idiot. And, it's, <laughs> and from the violence of, uh, 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 of someone beating... A commanding officer beating their subordinate, the other officer realizes, oh, you're, com- you're General Blue. Of course. No one else would do this, basically. <laughs> or he just assumes, which is probably smart. It's probably smart. So go hurry up and open the gate, then. Yeah, I mean, he does say General Blue, so I think he recognizes he him. He does recognize him. From the way he beats him. I mean, all of the guys beat him up, but he is very strong, and he's yeah. a recognizable person. Yeah, also, that's the other thing. Blue's very recognizable, but whatever. He doesn't have a shirt on, so he's being kind of weird. Yeah, it's true. He does say, I should come home more often. Um, and then, yeah, we get an introduction of Tao, 
a slow pan up of this like martial arts looking master it's has braid. has the yeah braid like black hair a pink um not it's not a gi I can't it's 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 like a Chinese monk garment or like a martial arts it's a martial arts master garment but it's, it's just like typical. Chinese style yes the guy is Chinese right because he's Chinese yep and yeah. That's the end of uh, that episode. Leaving it on a cliffhanger of Tao being sent in. Uh-oh. What's going to happen? <laughs> Goku this time. So how do we feel about these three? These are good episodes. The Penguin, yeah. Penguin Village episodes are a lot of fun. They're a nice little change of pace from normal Dragon Ball episodes. And yeah, there's a lot to talk about in them because there's so much going on all the time. Yeah, a lot happening. Uh, a lot of good blue content. A lot of good blue to finish blue content. Just good set of episodes. I'm glad Blue's going to stick around. I think Blue's been the highlight of the show for me so far. I'm not going to lie. He is one of the best characters for sure. Yeah. And he just sticks around so much. It's so good. He gets so much action of him and love. <sighs> yeah. So for next time, we have episode 59, The Notorious Mercenary. Episode 60, Tao Attacks. And episode 61, Corin Tower. Um, you can check out my other podcast, Club Flashpoint. It is a monthly gaming club podcast where every month we play a new game. This month we are playing various Nintendo 64 racing games. You can send questions to me about that if you feel like. Um, at Fade and Cross on Twitter. Just find me there. DM me. Whatever. Uh, Cheery, do you got anything? Watch Afro Samurai, everyone. It's great. <laughs> it's true. It's been pretty good. Um, and until next time, go, go, Dragon Ball! I'll give you a romance.